Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. We're wrapping up our series that we've been in, amen, these last few weeks called The Anointing. Amen, the anointing. So I pray that in these past two series that I've just been ministering on, amen, the the Going Deeper series and the anointing series that we're on right now, amen, I hope that you came to understand the person, the friend, amen, the helper, the Holy Spirit, amen. He is the one that reveals, he is the one that empowers, releases, transforms, and he also is the one that anoints. He's the one that deepens us with the Father and with the Son. And He's the one that helps us to get rooted or to root ourselves in Christ. Somebody say, root it. Amen. He is the one that taps our shoulders, amen, and whispers in our ears and helps us come to our senses. Come on. And I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. Amen. He is there, amen. I don't know about you, but He has saved me from a lot of trouble. Hallelujah. Things I wanted to say and I should not have said. Amen. He's the one that stops me. He's the one that redirects me. He's the one that gives me clarity. He's the one that gives me understanding. Amen. Come on. He's the one that helps us to be moved by, by not emotion, but by spirit, truth, and faith. Come on. How many know that emotions will mislead us? Amen. So we need the spirit of God. Amen. Especially in the days that we're living today. Amen. We need the anointing. Amen. Listen, God anoints things. But God anoints people and sets them apart for use. Amen. You have been set apart for divine assignment and you have been given and equipped with much. God has given us much. Amen. Come on. We cannot say, I don't know what to do because God has already given it to us. We just have to understand. We have to learn. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you're not here just to be here. Come on. You're not here just to be here. Come on, we're not here to warm up a sea. We're not here to do anything else. There is a divine assignment. God has a plan for you. For you, He has a purpose for your life. You've been called with a purpose. You, say I, you are someone in the kingdom of God. Amen. Because you matter. Somebody say, I matter. matter. Come on, so everyone here matters. Amen. No, you got to understand that you are important. You are important. Come on, you got to stand proud as a Christian that you know what? I got an assignment. I am important. I am chosen by God. Amen. He chose us before the foundations of the earth. He he knew you already in 2022. And he says, I've chose you. I I, I got an assignment for you. I have a purpose in your life. You're not just to be born and to die. There is a purpose for you and a destiny. Can somebody say amen? amen? So I want to encourage you to keep these three things in mind as you root yourself in the Holy Spirit's anointing. Amen. You ready? I'm going to give you three things that will help you in the anointing. Amen. Number one, be faithful where you are. Be faithful where you are. The anointing remains in you and will impact this world. The world around you, your home, your spouse, your kids, your relationship, job, ministry, everything. 
as you remain faithful where you are and do, somebody say do, do what God is telling you to do. You got to be faithful and you got to do what God is telling you. Listen, if you're here and then not here, if you're committed one week and then not committed, if you're in one week and then not in the other, don't expect, listen, the anointing to be active in your life. The anointing is active as you're faithful where you're at. And as you do that, it opens new avenues that will surprise you and will bless your life. How many want to be blessed? Come on, wave your hand if you want to be blessed. Amen. Come on, you got to wave your hand because you got to be active. Amen. You got to tell the devil, amen. I, I want to be blessed. Amen. I want to be part of what God wants to do in my life. And so when we remain faithful and remain faithful where you're at and what you're doing in the kingdom of God right now, wherever you're at, whether you're just an usher coming here, amen. Let me tell you, you're not just an usher. You remain faithful being that usher and God will bless you. Come on, you'll open greater avenues because if you're faithful with the little, then you'll be faithful with what? With the much. And so we got to be faithful where we're at for the anointing to continue to remain inside our lives. You know, Brother Victor almost stole up a little piece of my sermon today. Amen. Hallelujah. But you remember Stephanie, man. And he was talking about this man, Stephan, was a young man full of the Holy Spirit. And he was selected by the disciples to help the community that he lived in. He assisted the widows. He waited on tables, and he did it faithfully, and it brought honor to God. But that's not all he did. He also flowed, listen, in the anointing. It says in Acts chapter 6, verse 8, Stephan, a man of, of God's grace and power, performed amazing miracles, signs among the people. Stephan did what the Holy Spirit told him to do. Amen. And then, as you know, and, 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 and what was said just a while ago, that he was arrested for a lie. They, they arrested him for a lie. He went up against the high priest, amen, and he went up against the Jewish leaders, and he gave them, as Brother Victor said, some history. He started to remind them, and he went back to the Old Testament, all the way to the current, amen, and he gave them some history, and he told them, and name me one prophet of your ancestors that you didn't persecute. You even killed the Messiah. So we see that Stephen was calling them out. He said, you know what? Uh, you guys don't have it together. You know, there's something wrong. You guys are missing something. And he tells them in Acts chapter 7, verse 51, you stubborn people. These are the high priests. These are the Jewish leaders. He says, you are heathens at heart and death to the truth. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit that your ancestors did? And so do you. I mean, they didn't like that. <laughs> they didn't like that at all. I mean, to, to say that to a high priest, to say that to Jewish leaders, you either had to be crazy or you had to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. To make some... Those, those kind of accusations, to bring them in, in check, amen, to speak the truth to them. 
When Stephen was stoned to death for his faith, God opened the eyes of the heart of his heart, amen, to see the spirit realm, amen. And he saw the heavens open up, amen, and he saw Christ rise up, amen, and stand to his feet in the heavenlies as he applauded the first martyr that entered heaven. And as you know, there was Saul, amen, approving the stoning of Stephen. Saul, who would become Paul, amen, the great apostle, amen. And I believe at that point when he was seen, seeing the man being stoned, he was seen and it affected something inside of him. A seed was planted inside of Saul, amen, because he saw the faith that lied in Stephen's life that was empowered by the Holy Spirit. He was a witness. He just witnessed the supernatural power of God that day, which led to his conversion later on. So Stephen's faithfulness, listen, was a witness to others. Stephen remained faithful, listen, to where he was at. How about young David? Come on, look at turn to the book of 1 Samuel 16, 11 to 13. It says here, then Samuel asked, are all these the sons that you have? They're still the youngest, Jesse replied. He's out in the fields washing the sheep and goat. Send for him at once, Samuel said, for we will not sit down and eat until he arrives. So Jesse sent for him. He was a dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. Kind of sounds like me, amen, hallelujah. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> he was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes, and the Lord said, and he says, this is the one. Anoint him. And so David stood there among his brothers and Samuel took the vass of oil and he brought it and anointed David with the oil and the spirit of the Lord came on him powerfully upon David from that day on. Come on. He was anointed. He came and was anointed by Samuel to be the next king of Israel. But after he got anointed, it didn't go to his head. Right after he was anointed, you know where David went? Come on, did he start acting like a king? Did he start saying, you know what, you know what, you might as well size me up, get me my coat, amen. You know, I'm the next king, amen. I just got anointed. All you brothers heard that, I'm the boss. No, he didn't do that. What he did right there, he went back, back, right back to intending his father's sheep. He went back and remained, remained faithful, listen, to where he was at. Anointed or not, amen, he went back shoveling sheep poop. David was remain, uh, remained faithful in the little things. Isn't it funny, church, that when some people receive a prophetic word over their lives, they think they arrived? Don't look at them right now, no. You see, as David shoveled one pile of poop after another, as he went back to attend uh, and defend the sheep, amen, as he remained faithful to where he was at, God worked the essence of his nature deep into David's life. See, after Paul's conversion, after he got saved from religion, he spent a long season studying God's truth. And God uh, called him to speak uh, to kings and, and to rulers. But God had to do an extreme uh, workover in Paul's life. Because he was hard-headed, amen. And he was a Pharisee. 
of Pharisees. But after Paul's conversion, amen, he remained faithful to where he was at. And in due season, church, God positioned him with that anointing. Come on, wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, amen, and, and God used him in a powerful, powerful way. But Paul didn't get big-headed in his calling because he was the first to say, I am nobody, I am nothing without Jesus. Come on. Paul was the one that says, you know what, I haven't arrived. I, I, I haven't reached perfection, you know. Here's the anointed great apostle Paul who knew that without Christ, I'm nothing. And Acts chapter 3, 13 and 14 says this, Brothers and sisters, I, I don't consider myself yet to take hold of it. But one thing I do. Somebody say one thing. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press towards the goal to win the prize which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul remained faithful to the anointing. Amen. So number one. You want to protect the anointing that's inside of you. Remain faithful to where you're at. Number two, respect and protect the anointing. Somebody say respect. Somebody say protect. Amen. You got to respect and protect the anointing. We can learn an important lesson, amen, from King Saul. I mean, this guy had everything going for him. He was tall, he was good looking. He was smart, he was talented, he was strong, amen, and people in high places favored King Saul. In 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1, it says this, Then Samuel took the vass of oil and poured it over Saul's head. He kissed Saul and said, I am doing this because the Lord has appointed you to be ruler over Israel, his special possession. See, the prophet Samuel anointed Saul, amen, and he expressed affection to Saul with a kiss after he anointed him. Come on, he, he had a good relationship with Saul, amen, this prophet. He's seen good things in Saul's life, amen, and he, says, uh, he gives him a kiss, amen, and he says, you know, he anoints him, and he says, man, this, is, this guy's going to do some great things in the kingdom. Now, Samuel didn't do everything the future king, uh, uh, when he was anointed, amen, he, 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 here he is as a king, amen, and as far as I can tell, uh, he, didn't, he didn't do uh, everything that God called him to do. There was a special calling upon him. There was something good about him. Samuel had a strong relationship with him, but, but in Samuel's relationship with Saul grew stormy over time. Tension started to build between the two, and the two drifted further and further apart. Saul, change, and disobedience, listen, church, was a factor. Sometimes our frustration with individuals is a reflection of our deep affection that has been disappointed by that person's immaturity. Samuel was hurt by Saul's action and pride, and he couldn't imagine how a man Handpicked by God can make so many mistakes so quickly. But what, 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 what brought Saul down? I, I believe there was his ego, his pride. You know, someone once said, ego is edging 
God out. That's what the ego is. He took God out of the picture totally, amen. And it was evident right from the beginning. His insecurities drove him to destruction. In 1 Samuel 10, chapter 10, verse 20, it says, uh, uh, On the day he was officially announced as king of Israel, Samuel brought all the tribes together. Come on, but there was a problem. They couldn't find the elected king Saul. He was trying to bring all the people again and introduce uh, Saul as king. Come on. But it took God to find him hiding in the supply room. So right from the beginning, we see that King Saul had insecurities. In 1 Samuel 10, 22, it says, So they asked the Lord, where is he? And the Lord replied, he is among, hiding among the baggage. When this bright young warrior by the name of David, came on the scene. Saul saw him as a threat. David would serve, would have served Saul as a loyal, trustworthy lieutenant and friend throughout Saul's reign if the jealous king would have allowed it. Saul never fully embraced God's perspective of his own life. Amen. He was too busy, listen, focusing on David. He compared, he competed, criticize and try to control David rather than keeping his eyes on what God told him to do. Listen, church, once you start focusing, listen, comparing, competing with others, you too, listen, will lose focus on what God has for you. Keep your eyes, somebody say, keep your eyes on what God is telling you to do. Come on. If God is saying doing this, amen, and we're so busy keeping our eye on them and what they're doing, you're going to lose what, 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 what God has in store for you. Come on. God has something for them. God has something for you. So keep your eyes on doing what God told you to do. Come on. Don't be looking at them. Don't be, don't be comparing yourself. Don't be competing, amen. We should just be focused on what God is telling you to do. Come on, I got to focus on what God is telling me to do. I I can't focus on what other pastors are doing. I I can't focus. I can gleam off of them. I I can look at them, amen. But God, what are you telling me to do right here at PCLV? What are you telling me to do with the sheep that you have brought to this house, amen? You know, what they're doing over there doesn't mean what's happening here, amen. I know there's a general thing that God does for the body of Christ, amen. But what is God telling you to do? Can somebody say amen? See, in 1 Samuel 18, 6-9, it says that his jealousy over David grew more and more, and they started singing this new song. Come on, the, the people started to sing a new song, amen, something that was a little different, amen. It says, Saul, he kills his, ten th- uh, his thousands, but David kills 10,000. He says, it's kind of like saying, you know what, you're good, but he's better, <laughs> That's what they're kind of singing, you know. It's like, you know what? You've been faithful here for a long time. You're doing your thing, and then this new kid comes in, amen, and God's just moving upon his life. He goes, yeah, you know, you're doing a great job, but this guy's doing a better job. This is a song that they're singing. And Come on, how would that, how would that fit for you? How would you feel that, amen? You've been faithful here, and now all of a sudden they're just lifting up the new person. Woo! Come on. He got jealous. He got mad. I said, you know what? What's, what's this new song they're singing today? The Bible says that from that point on, 
Saul kept a jealous eye on David. Come on, watch this guy now. He's trying to take over. Where's your eye today, church? Is it on someone that's doing something for God? Or are you keeping it on God? See, the women of Israel were singing this song. And they sang it innocently. They weren't trying to put anybody down. They were just saying, you know, Saul kills his thousand. David kills his ten thousand. It was just a song. They were just singing innocently. What's going on? They weren't putting anybody down. These women were full, full of joy, amen, for the King Saul. But they were also full of joy for the new Israel warrior, David. But Saul looked at uh, through the, the joy as dark threats. Listen, the darkness wasn't in his circumstances. The darkness church was in his own heart. The more he revealed the lies, the more it fueled his insecurities, which started to drain, listen, the anointing power of the Holy Spirit inside his life. So busy keeping his eye on David, amen, that he wasn't doing what God was telling him to do. And the anointing, the power that lied within him, the anointing that was poured over his life started to drain from his life. So church, you got to respect and protect the anointing. Say that with me again. Respect and protect. Come on, don't, don't, don't. Don't focus on anyone else. Focus on what God is telling you to do. Be faithful where you're at. Protect the anointing. Respect and protect that, that anointing that God has given you. Like I said, God has chose you for the assignment that he has given you. What he's given the other person, praise the Lord, amen. But you've got to keep your eyes on Jesus. Can somebody say amen? amen. Number three, the last one. Grow in your anointing. Grow in your anointing. David was anointed three times during his life. The first time is when they called him from the, the fields, amen, tending his father's sheep. And the next two times is when they declared uh, the king of Judah and later on the king of Israel. God gave David a fresh, listen, fresh anointing each time. He graduated to his next assignment. Each time when God had a different assignment for him, there was a special anointing which was new and fresh. Amen. See, God will take us to new levels, church. With each new level comes a fresh new anointing. How many want a fresh anointing? Something new, amen. Come on, I don't want to carry what, what I had in 2021 or any years prior. God wants to do something fresh, and God wants to do something new today in our lives, amen. We got to keep our eyes on what everyone else is doing. We got to keep our eyes from our past, keep them focused on the, on the future, amen, and keep your focus where God's telling you to go and what he's telling you to do, amen, because with that, amen, comes assignments. With that comes new levels, amen, of God's newness in your life, amen. And it comes with a fresh new anointing to empower you. Because let me tell you, the things that we're going to face, you are never going to face. You have never faced before. There are new challenges. How many know there's new challenges already? 
Come on, there's things that are coming, like how do we deal with this and how we deal with that? Just like uh, this, uh, this virus that came, amen, uh, this pandemic that came these last couple of years, amen, it came out of the blue. No one knew what to do with it. Even the church didn't know what to do with it. Why? Because we weren't ready. God was preparing us, and we, we weren't listening, so it, it threw us for a loop, amen, but we got redirected, amen, we, we asked God, we seeked him, amen, and we said, God, uh, where is it, what do you want us to do, where, where are we right now, and let us remain faithful where we're at, and his anointing came, church, but God wants to pour a fresh anointing, come on, I don't know about you, but I don't want to go through struggles, how many want to go through struggles, stand up, amen, come on. No one's going to brace. Yes, I want, I want trials. I want, I want all it all. I want it all, pastor. Give it to me. No. We know they're coming. We're not exempt from them. Right? Bible, the Bible says that we're going to face persecution. Right? Jesus told us we're going to face persecution. We're going to face troubles of all kinds. But he said, be a good cheer. I've overcome the world. If, if, if Christ is in you, then the Holy Spirit's in you that empowers you with the anointing, listen, to overcome those things that come our way. So there are greater things. So with greater things that are coming our way, guess what? We need a new, fresh anointing. God, you know, anoint me, God. Pour over me. Holy Spirit, fall upon me. Anointing, fall over me. I need, say, I need. We need new anointing. The old anointings may give us, keep us here, church, but it won't move us forward. We need a fresh anointing that would take us and lunge us to go forward, amen, press forward into the things of God because there are greater things ahead of you than behind you, church. Stop looking behind. Stop looking for the past anointing of the past. Stop reminiscing what you did for God back then. Start doing things right now that God has you for today and now and what you have in the future, amen. Come on, don't, don't live in the past. Live in the present and live in the future. There are greater things, church, ahead of you. Uh, If we can go forward, amen. Let me tell you, when the fresh anointing falls upon you, it will take you forward. Uh, It causes you to go forward. Uh, It causes you to draw closer to God. As you draw to God, he draws what? Back to you. We need to get as close to God as we can, church. Apart from him, the mind, all the tricks of the enemy, confusion, fear, All that comes in, church. But with the anointing and the closeness with God, then we can start to examine those things that are not true and those things that are true. Apart from him, church, we can't do anything. God gave David a fresh anointing each time that God took him and positioned him. I'm telling you that there are new depths in God that awaits us. But with every new level, listen, church, every new challenge, new trials, new battles, somebody say, oh, my, (laughs) come on, they're going to require, listen, a fresh anointing. The Bible tells us that each time the church, the believer, faced new difficulties and opposition, they came together, listen, as a community, and they sought out God. We need not to panic. We need to seek. Come on, somebody. 
Come on, when things come our way in trials, it don't, it's not time to freak out. It's time to get on our knees and seek God. This is what we need. This is what's been taught to us, amen. In times of troubles, a warrior is always on their knees. A warrior is always seeking instruction from the commander, God. Uh, we're in this trouble. Uh, things have hit us from all sides. Uh, come on, sometimes it says we're, we're, pre- we're pressed and crushed on, on each side, amen. Uh, but, you know, nothing's going to separate me from the love of God. I'm going to seek God in times of, uh, uh, I'm not going to abandon God. I'm not going to abandon the church. I'm not going to abandon my faith. Amen. I'm going to get deeper with God. I'm going to root myself deeper in God. Amen. I said, God, uh, come on, you got me through other times. This is a time that I need you. And so I'm going to root myself in you that I can be built up in you, Lord, that you can get me through this. Come on, it's not time to abandon your faith, church. It's time to deepen our faith in God. The enemy is out there, and he's a liar, amen. Uh, come on, uh, he's out there to kill, steal, and destroy. That is his mission, church. Come on, uh, we know his mission statement, amen. Uh, we shouldn't be surprised by it, but our mission is to go forward. Uh, our mission is that, you know what, God is for us. Who can come against us, amen. Uh, come on, nothing formed against us shall prosper, amen. Uh, come on, uh, God is deep in God is always there. I'll never leave you. Uh, I'll never forsake you, says God. That's what we need to hold on to. Say, so, you know what, God, uh, I'm going through a hard time yes we feel it but put our faith in action and let that spirit man stand up god you're going to get me through this you said these things will come it should be no surprise to us help me to fight god come on the bible each time you see persecution hitting the church they got together they came together they formed prayer prayer parties and got together and, and formed as a prayer team and got together and started seeking uh, and, and, and coming together and said, we got to pray. I don't know what to do right now, but I know what we need to do. We need to pray. We need to pray, amen. This, this caught us off of surprise. This, 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 this came out of nowhere, but, but, but we, we as people of God, we need to pray. We need to seek God, amen, not fall apart. Say, you know what, forget it. Uh, I give up on my marriage. I I give up on this. I give up on my kids. Uh, No, no, pray for your kids. Pray for your marriage. Pray for your finances. Don't stop serving God. This small community of Texas, through a tragic event that took place in, in Rose Elementary, you see a community coming together. Through a tragic event, they say, we we got to come together. Apart, we're defeated. But together, we're stronger. Amen. Come on, when that tragedy hit our city here on October 1st of that year, guys, the community came together. Come on, you that's God. That's, that, that's just, that's God in people. Though there was tragic, though there was loss, lives were still saved. Because of a community that came together. Right even at the time that the incident took place. God was on the scene. It comes, guys. We Cities do that. New York did that in 9-11. They came together as a community of believers. That's what the powerful thing is. Prayer. They started seeking God. Because prayer is the answer. Prayer is the answer to the needs in our city. Amen. Uh, come on. Uh, these are the prayers that we need to pray. We need prayer back into our schools. Uh, we need prayer back into our governments. Uh, we need prayer. The, the world has to wake up. Our nation is to wake up and say, we need God. We need to be a nation under God. It's 
together, church. When we're going through our seasons, we got to come together. I mean, right after the day of Pentecost, right after a great, a great prayer meeting, Come on, they were shook him in. Peter and John, right after this day of Pentecost, were arrested, listen, for healing a crippled man at the temple gate. The court system threatened to ex execute them if they continued to speak about Christ. So what was their response? Church, the believers got together as a community and had a big old prayer meeting. Come on. They raised their voices in one accord and they declared God's greatness and they cried out for the Holy Spirit's boldness. Come on, here's a guy. They said, you know what? We're going we're gonna to arrest you. We're going to threaten you. We're going to execute you if you keep preaching the name of Jesus. Amen. And so you need to just shh. Come on. I wonder what we would do if they told you that today. You need to stop it. You start speaking Christ, inviting people to Christ, or we're going to execute you. We'll take you out. You think, well, well these guys will probably say, well, this is kind of cooler for a while, right? No, no, these guys, they said, right, the next moment, hey, we need to, we need to pray. <laughs> call who you need to call, amen. Let's meet at the church, amen. We are going to pray for God's boldness, amen. We're going to declare God's greatness, amen. We need to cry out, church, in our new faces, a new face of difficulties that we go through, guys. We need to cry out to God and say, Lord, you're great, amen. Holy Spirit, we need your boldness. Give us the confidence in the days that we're living today. Give us the confidence to preach the message of the gospel. Come on, stretch out your hands, Lord, and heal us. Bring miracles and wonders in the name of Jesus. Devil, somebody say devil. Back up. Come on, we got to get brave, guys. Let me tell you, the devil trembles at the very mention of Jesus. Know the power and the anointing that lies inside of you that when the devil comes knocking at your door trying to destroy your home, your marriage, and everything else, amen, you got to tell him, devil, get out, amen, and you do it by getting on your knees. He said, God, I need boldness. God, I need direction. God, I need strength. God, I, I need to know what to do in this situation because emotionally this is how I feel, but spiritually I know I'm better. That spirit man starts to stand up. It makes you stand up after you pray and you start to do what God is telling you to do, guys. We're warriors. Amen. Say, I'm a, I'm a warrior. We're a warrior, church. We're warriors. Know who you are in Christ. Come on. Great men, of, men uh, and women of God in the Bible, you read them, they were warriors. They stood up. They prayed when difficulties came their way. you got to be a warrior, church. Can somebody say amen? amen? A warrior keeps fighting, church. Seen a quote that says, warriors don't negotiate. Warriors take authority. Take your authority. Defend what God has given you. Protect the anointing of God. Respect the anointing that God has given us. Amen. And let us go forward in him, church. What the church needs to do is cry out. I mean, you need to see God. I'm not saying a little prayer and a little dip and you're off you go. No, you need to seek the Lord. Come on, you need to see God. You guys know what to do. 
Just do it. It's not to run. It's not to complain. It's not to gossip. But to seek. To get on our knees and seek the Lord in times. Don't give in to temptation. Don't give in to the flesh. Come on, crucify that flesh. Paul says, I got to crucify this flesh daily. Every day this old man has to die. I can't leave my house without this old man dying. And that has to be done every day, church. It's not one time. Today I die to myself. God, I commit myself to you. God, you can count on me. I'm going to be a vessel, an instrument in your hands that you can use my mouthpiece as a voice to speak the gospel and love to others. Amen. God, don't let the flesh get in the way. Don't let me bring confusion, God. I want to be a man of God. I want to be a woman of God. Amen. That stands up and says, you know what? I'm going to do the right thing, the righteous thing right now. You got to do that before you leave. You got to do that before you come to church, too. <laughs> come on, sometimes we just go through the flow and the enemy's just watching you. He studies you, he knows if you're prayed up or not. Come on. Don't catch it. Don't, don't, don't be surprised if he, he catches you off the surprise and something happens and all of a sudden just tests your flesh. Come on, somebody. He knows. He follows you. Oh, she's not prayed up. He's not prayed up. Oh, I'm going to do something right now. Boom, flat tire. Blowing it. Someone cut you off. Oh, yeah. You know. Hello. Come on. You're not giving him the number one sign, amen. You know what you're doing, amen, because you didn't crucify that flesh. The enemy knows, amen. He'll throw things in your way. Church, we need to cry out. I don't want to give in. I want to be better. Don't use the excuse of this is how I am. I'm going, no, no, get right. Pray up. Stay prayed. Keep reading. Keep doing. Keep doing what God is telling you to do. Let me tell you, overcome those struggles. Otherwise, we're going to use it as a crush all the time, church. We're going to just say, you know what? This is how I am. Amen. Pastor, you know what? I, I, I just, you know what? I, it's just there, you know? I just cuss every once in a while, you know? No, no, you're not crucifying the flesh. You're not crucifying that flesh. You know, this doesn't give you a right, amen, to, what, if you keep on using the crush, you're going to use the right, oh, when I get mad, I'm just going to be mad. I'm going to say what I want to say. I want to do what I want to do. No, no. Let go of that crush and say, God, I need you. I need you. Jacob, God, what, he got hit in the side of his, of his socket, amen, to, to depend on God. He limped for the rest of his life, you know, because he said, you know what? I can't do it alone. I need Jesus. For some of you, you t- I'm going to kick that cane off of you right now. Hallelujah. Kick your cane. Drop that cane and say, you know what? I'm going to lean on Jesus, not on my own understanding, not on my own desires. I'm going to lean on God. Come on, somebody. Let's lean on Jesus. He's your strength. Amen. Don't lean on that flesh. Don't lean on that because that will become your security. Lean on God. He'll strengthen you, church. We need to cry out once again. God, I want to be great. God, you are good, even despite of in troubles. Come on, even through this time, God, you're still good. God, you're still king. God, you're still on the throne. Jesus, you're, you are still everlasting. God, you are marvelous. You are wonderful. Come on, none of that disqualifies him when we see things happen bad, church. He's still a good God. He's still a faithful God. So devil, back up. 
Back up. I'm not going nowhere. Back up. Why don't you get tough with him? We get tough on each other, man. We're fighting the wrong war, church. Battle's not between us. Between the enemy. The spirit of darkness. The devil. Back up, devil. Because I'm not going nowhere. I'm not giving up. I'm not bailing. I'm not quitting on my kids. I'm not quitting on my marriage. I'm not quitting on nothing. I'm not quitting on my church. Amen. Back up. I'm staying right here. I'm going to get down on my knees and I'm going to wait on God. Acts chapter 4, 31 says this. After this prayer, this is a prayer that they had. Here they are. They arrested Peter and John for preaching the gospel, healing a cripple, and they get all, they get all mad, amen, and say, you know what, you need to stop this, or we're going we're gonna to execute you, we're going to throw you in jail, so the next day, let's get, a, let's get a prayer going on, and so here they are, after this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they preached the word of God with boldness, Come on, what we need to go, get out of this place. We need to leave today with boldness, amen, and preaching the gospel and telling somebody about Jesus, amen. Come on, God needs to shake this place. God needs to shake your life. He needs to, come on, somebody just shake, hallelujah. You need to shake, amen. I need a shaking, amen. How many know that, you know, when you're shaking or shooking, amen, come on. Whoa, 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 what's going on? Some of you guys need a good shaking. Come on, just so shaking that your hair. Well, your hair stay the same, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> that hair will go crazy right there. Amen. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I've been with Jesus. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit shook me, amen, in that place over there, amen. I was praying, and I'm shooking, amen. And I have the Spirit of God inside me. I got boldness right now. And what you see right now is the fire of God. I'm here to tell you, my friend, that Jesus Christ loves you. He died for you. He set you free, amen. Come on, that you can live. Come on, that we can preach with a fresh, new anointing, church. These were the same believers that were in that upper room on the day of Pentecost. But God, this time, blessed them, listen, with a new anointing. And they were raised to a new level. A level they would be able to handle the increasing opposition that they would face. See, the day of Pentecost was awesome. And Peter comes down and preaches his first sermon and 3,000 souls are added to the kingdom of God. But through that time of, of Acts chapter 1 and 2, amen, it's a little different from 6 and 7. In the short time, they lost it. In a short time, they, they, they got shooken, amen. But they knew what to do. We need to go back to prayer. They came together and God met them. Shook them, filled them. On they went. We need to be shaken again, church, that we can move forward. And somebody say amen. The Holy Spirit has already given us, listen, the ability to overcome anything, church. Do you know that? That you can overcome anything. All things are possible with Christ. Come on, somebody. Don't forget that. Come on, we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb. Come on, church. 
These are things that, are, that we should know that we already have the ability to overcome anything that comes our way, any storm, any battle, anything that comes against us, amen. Nothing formed against us shall prosper, church. And when the enemy comes as a, as a flood, that God raises up a new standard. And God wants to raise a new standard of, of new, fresh anointing in our lives. Because the enemy is coming in. And come on, we don't shrink back or sit down or give up, amen. We stand up, we rise up, amen. And God gives us a fresh, new anointing. Because the ability of God is inside of us. It's time to walk. Listen, church, it's time to walk in the power that God has given us. Not tomorrow, not next week, now. Now we have to do this. We can't think about it. We can't think that, you know, is it? Can I? No, you can. You will if you stand in it. We have the power. Somebody said we have the power to overcome anything that comes our way, church. This fresh anointing that God wants to bless each and every one of us, church. That we'll be able to handle the new difficulties that the, or the opposition, the new opposition, the new, the new battles that come our way, church. Listen, if you want to maintain the anointing, you have to grow in the anointing. If you want to maintain the anointing, you have to grow in the anointing. Amen? Be faithful where you're at. Protect that anointing, church. Protect it. Protect it. I'm going to close today. Understand that today you've been set apart with a divine assignment. You've been given and you've been equipped with much. We don't lack, church. There's not a lacking inside of us. You just got to pick up your tools. You just got to put on the armor. And you got to be ready to fight. Keep these three things, these three things in mind with, as the Holy Spirit deepens you and as he roots, as we root ourselves deep inside of him. Be faithful where you're at. Respect and protect the anointing and grow in the anointing. And as we do, and as you do, church, you'll experience new depths in the Holy Spirit. Come on. Which release new revelations, new empowerments, New releasings in your life, new transformations, and new anointings in our life. Come on, this is what God wants to do for his people. I'm here to remind you what has already been done. I'm here to remind you what has already been given, church. We just need to stand in it. Don't stop. Don't complain. Don't quit. Don't let that old man or that old woman rise up in you. Know who you are in Christ and know how much he has done for you already and what he has given us through the Holy Spirit. Come on. He came and he taught and he came to lay down his life. But then when he went back, he says, I won't leave you hanging, guys. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send you a counselor. I'm going to send you a comforter because in these times that you're going to face, you're going to need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So when things hit your lives, don't panic. Pray. We as a church should pray. We as a nation should pray. Right now our nation needs prayer. Cities need prayer. Families need prayer. Coworkers need prayer. 
Prayer will break those things, church. There's, there's power, listen, church, in prayer. Prayer gets God standing up. Prayer gets God activated. And what he does, he starts shaking things. Come on, prayer gets God excited. I think you start praying, and he just starts tapping his foot, and that's why the whole thing just shakes. Whoa, he says he's excited when, when people pray. He's excited because they're calling out to him. God, you're not a bad God. God, you're a good God. God, I don't understand what's going, how this can happen, but God, you're still faithful. God, you're still good. I'm not going let to let the enemy lie to me or deceive me. No, God, you're good, even despite of my trouble. I got a bad report. You know what, God, you're still good. I, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't know why it came, but God, I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to remain faithful where I'm at. I'm going to remain faithful where I'm at. And I'm going to continue doing what you told me to do. And I want to grow in this anointing. I'm going to protect it. God, you gave me this. I'm going to protect I'm going to grow in it. I don't want to stay right here. I want to, I want to go into new levels. And I, want to, I want to experience new anointing in my life that makes me a warrior. A warrior for God. So, devil, I will not negotiate with you. I will stand against you because I'm not going nowhere. We're in for a long fight, devil. Might as well bring it up.